Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of the Coach's Edge. This episode is brought to you by coachesedge.coach. We love serving coaches around the country through coachesedge.coach, our online resources, our online meetings, and sometimes our Coach's Edge members take it to the next level because they have the resources and I get to work with some of them in person, in season and out off season, that's clinics, camps. And there are a few that I actually get to go and visit during the season and consult with. And that's the point of this episode as we are gearing up towards gearing up, excuse me, towards the postseason, especially uh, our girls basketball teams in Ohio, boys and girls basketball teams in the state of South Carolina, uh, just a couple of the programs that we work with where I know you're gearing up towards the postseason, trying to play your best basketball. And a few things that I want you to think about regarding your practices and maybe some of those team meetings that could give you a bit of an advantage and help make sure that your players and team, you're all on the same page. So this is an exercise that you may be familiar with. It's one that I've done in person with both coaches and teams alike. In fact, I'm going to do it again uh, as I go for a consult with one of our teams that we work with down in South Carolina next week. And it's keep, tweak, and stop. Those are our three categories. And I'll go into, it's kind of like a job interview or, or an evaluation with, with someone, you know, what do you need to start doing? What do you need to stop doing? What do you need to change? What you're doing? It's somewhat similar to that. I, I think it's a much more positive approach to it. And because we're already in the season, it's not start doing as much as it is keep doing. So we have this keep category. We have the tweak slash change category, and we have the stop category. We get, we get up on the whiteboard. We're, we're putting this up. I usually have one of the captains be the, the person who does the handwriting because, you know, as much as they're going to tease that kid about their handwriting, my handwriting is really, really terrible. So I'll have them do it anyway. And I kind of organize this. And what I'll do is I'll say the coaches, you can't speak. Coaches can't speak. I'll let them speak at the end. But I want this to be really player led and the players to feel open about anything that they can put up and we'll put on the board. And as long as they can give a, a good justification or reason for why it's in one of these categories, we keep it up there. And shoot, the, we did this about a week and a half ago with the team. And man, we probably had like 30 different things up on the board. It, it was just a great team bonding experience. And players were able to think, man, other people on the team feel the same way about me. And they're able to help guide and describe other things that teammates have brought up. And it's really, really beneficial. So we have these three categories of keep, tweak, and stop. And we ask the players to start brainstorming, start firing different things out that could go in these different categories. So for keep, one might be push and transition. Team really likes pushing the basketball in transition. They're doing a nice job of that. And they know when they're playing their best ball, they're looking ahead. They're pushing it in transition. A lot of times that means the pass is getting the ball is getting over half court with a pass instead of a dribble balls faster uh, than, than a dribble. And so things like that, where we've made it real short, maybe it's one or two words that go up on the board, but then there's a little description with each one that, that we're talking about, making sure we're all on the same page. And we'll list some categories under the, the keep 
Then we go to tweak. A tweak might be uh, on the press break. You know, when a team is pressing us, we have a, a good press in place. But a lot of times, if we don't hit the first option on the press break, then things start to fall apart and it becomes every man or every woman for themselves. And we just try to beat it instead of sticking with the options that we have in place through the press break. You know, maybe it's the press break ball goes towards the sideline. We run a cutter through the middle. That's the first option, getting it back to the middle. But if the middle's not there and we don't hit them, then everything falls apart. You know what? We got to stick with the press break. It's, it's a small change. We, we have a second cutter that comes through the middle, right, right behind. We need to let that cutter come through instead of staying back. Hit there. Okay, that one doesn't work. We can push the basketball. We can pass behind, and then we can look to swing the basketball over. And we have all these things in place with our press break, but that's the little change that we need to make in order for us to be better. We have to, to stick with it, and in order for us to do that, that goes in the tweak category. It's not something we're starting from scratch. Just that small change is going to make our press break a lot better. Stick to the plan. And then an example for stop. Uh, a player might say, we got to stop turning the basketball over. <laughs> well, yeah, no kidding, right? Nobody wants to turn the basketball over. Zero is what we would hope. But we know we're going to turn the basketball over, right? So then we, we would get a little more specific and say, okay, so what does that look like? Like, what are those situations that you're thinking of where we really have to stop turning the basketball, basketball over? And then the players will start to get a little bit more specific on what some of those situations are that are under their control that they know, okay, well, when the other team is pressuring and they're trying to veer us up the sideline, there's times where we take that one extra dribble where really we should have simply picked it up, worked on our strong pivot, and then gotten the basketball back behind us to one of our other ball handlers. I uh, see that happen, happen a lot. Um, another one might be, okay, you got a kid who's, who's a little ball handling, happy in transition. They like to get the rebound and go, but more often than not, it's a 50-50 chance of if they're going to turn it over or actually going to get something good out of it. That player knows, hey, when I get the rebound, I need to outlet it to one of our ball handlers, and then they're going to bring the ball, basketball up and I'm going to run the basketball, I'm going to get up the sideline, be a trail, drag screen, whatever that situation might be. We have certain players with certain programs who they want to handle, but it's just not in the cards for them. They haven't worked on those skills enough to do it effectively at this point in the season. And this is the point in the season where we want to be playing our best. So the stop is addition by subtraction things that we are doing. We need to stop. And if we stop doing those specific things, we are automatically going to get better. And so turnovers might be one of those. So I encourage you to try this exercise with your team and see what they can come up with. And then as I'm doing this exercise, I will let everybody finish. And then I'll say, okay, coaches, anything that you would like to add, anything that you would like to um, explain ask our players about, and it's great dialogue. And a lot of times the coaches are on the same page with the players as far as the keep, the tweak, the stop. Uh, I've noticed a lot of our coaches are, you know, after the players go, they're almost encouraging to the players saying, 
hey, you know, this this stop that we're doing, it's almost a tweak. Like we're actually really close to where we want to be. Or some of the things that the players say that they need to, to tweak, coaches are saying, man, this is so close to being one of our biggest strengths. If we just are able to tweak a little bit of our press break, if we're just able to tweak a little bit of not giving up on some of the options within our motion offense so early and going rogue, there's really some, some things within that third and fourth action that we can really make some teams pay because against good defensive teams, they're usually going to take away the first action. There's a good chance they're going to be able to fight through that second action and good offensive teams. If you can get into the flow of that third and fourth action, that's what it takes to play against those high level opponents and still make them pay. But you got to have the discipline to stick with those things. Those are that's one activity that that I recommend. And then I want to share a couple thoughts with you as you're getting into postseason and, and possibly for our, our teams that are still competing for a league championship. You're getting into some really important conference games at this point in time. The intensity of your practices. I know that it's easy to want to relax some of your practices this point in the year. You've been practicing for months at a time. You've been going long practices. You've been going hard. And so it's easy for us to say, man, let's, let's pull it back a little bit. Listen, if that's you and it works for you, great. I personally, that's not my nature. That's not my personality. And the programs that I've been around, it hasn't worked out for them that well when they've tried to do some of those things. They've been more successful when they're still intense. So that might mean we're shortening our practices a little bit, but the intensity of the practice is vital because we want, you've heard the term, make practice hard so the game is easy. I absolutely believe that. I think that our practices need to be focused. They need to be intense. We need to go hard. We need to get after it because when we are playing the most important games of the season, we don't want to have to turn it up for those games. We want that to be normal. Well, how can we do that? Because every day when we come to practice, there is a standard of effort. There's a standard of intensity. There's a standard of communication that we are holding one another accountable to each and every day. So it's natural for us to get into those big games and we can be comfortable in those uncomfortable environments. But it's only going to happen if we are intense about what we do. And you want to save some players' legs. Certain players may be playing a lot of minutes. That's where you need to be more specific with some of the drills that you are using. Are there drills that are still intense, but maybe it's not as up and down? Are there some drills that you're using in your warm-up that you could supplement a different drill in place to still get the skill development involved out of it, but there's not as much running. There's not as many calories being burned. So you can save a little bit of energy in that area, or maybe you're just cutting practice down by 15 minutes. And that's, that's going to do some of the work for you, but I am a full fledged believer and we still need to be intense at this point in the year. And as players start to relax, I really think that's where you start to get beat. And I also think that's where players can get injured. You know, when, when I've seen teams say, hey, we're just going to, you know, kind of take it easy 
And, you know, we're not, we're going to go somewhat hard and certain players are going, you know, what's their definition. Some players are always going hard, right? Those are my kind of players. They're always going hard regardless of what the coach said. And that's when something, you know, somebody usually rolls their ankle and listen, a player gets injured, a player gets injured. We never want it. And a lot of those things are beyond our control. You step on somebody's foot, so on and so forth. But it seems like when, players aren't playing at their normal pace. It seems like that's a recipe for, for something bad to happen. I'd rather just cut practice short than have too much of our actual practices at this point in the season where we're not going hard at all. And the last thing that I'll mention is, are you, are your practices geared towards beating the best teams? If they're not geared towards beating the best teams, are you really just practicing to be the, beat the teams that you're already capable of beating? And chances are, for a lot of you listening, that's not the point of where you're at at this point in the season. You want to win a league. You want to win a district. It makes sense to practice for the best teams. That's going to allow you to usually naturally beat and compete at least against the other teams that are not the best in your league or in your district or whatever that might be. So it's two birds with one stone. You're setting yourself up to compete at a high level against the other best teams that you know you're going to come up against. And because you're competing intense and at a high level for those high level teams, it's going to be much easier to compete against the teams that aren't at that level. So let's quick review. Those are my three different thoughts for you on this Friday quick hitter episode. Try the exercise, keep, tweak, stop. I think you find a lot of benefit from it. I have with the, the coaches and the, and the players that we've used it with. Think about the intensity level of, of your practices. I'd much rather go intense for, for a shorter amount of time personally. And then think about how you're game planning, especially at this point in the season. Think about those high-level teams that you're really trying to beat once you get towards the end of league play, heading towards the state tournament, districts, whatever that might be for you, and maybe that's going to allow you to make a few changes that can best benefit your group. Don't forget the skill development aspect as well. Go back, check out last week's episode or some of our earlier episodes where we're talking about how we can still implement that with our practices. We don't want that to get lost in everything that we're doing throughout the course of the season. We wanna be shooting our best at this point in the season. We wanna be handling the ball the best at this point in the season. We want our spacing and our passing, our pivoting, our footwork around the basket to be the best at this point in the season. Thank you for checking out this episode. I appreciate you guys. This is, this is a busy, busy time of year for all of us, especially all of our coaches who are really looking towards the month of March, you're trying to, to make a run. You're trying to finish the season strong. Maybe you rebooted your program and you're really trying to finish on a high note throughout a season that's been filled with ups and downs. Listen, I, I see, I've seen it. I salute you. Keep up the hard work, finish the season strong. If there's anything that I can do for you, let me know. And uh, if you found this beneficial, be sure to, to share it out. And if you'd like to learn anything more, about the Coach's Edge, check out our website, coachesedge.coach, C-O-A-C-H-S-E-D-G-E dot coach. Thanks again for listening. 
and get after it today.